Hello, welcome to ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is episode 62. Hope dangles on a string like slow spinning redemption, winding in and winding out. The shine of it has caught my eye and roped me in so mesmerizing, so hypnotizing I am. Captivated, I am vindicated. I am selfish. I am wrong. I am right. I swear I'm right. Swear I knew it all along. And I am flawed, but I am cleaning up so well. I am seeing in me now the things you. Good Friday, Easter. Last Sunday was Palm Sunday. Last weekend, not a good weekend. Just wanted to give you a little update. I am uh, back at home. Moved back in with my wife. Uh, just going through some turbulence, you know, and I I just, I had to get out for a, a night, you know, and basically uh, just, you know, tough times. It's, I, I left because I, uh, I just didn't know what else to do, and and sometimes, you know, that's a good thing to do. Um, Not to stay gone for a long period of time, but if you feel like things are heated and you don't know what to do, sometimes it's good to just take a a little breather, a little break, even if you have to go to walk for an hour, whatever it takes, um, you know, we, we take a break. Because if you're just yelling and screaming at each other, it's nothing really gets done. Nothing really gets said. It's like those emotions have to calm down and the heart has to take another, you know, has to be able to be accessed. You know what I'm saying? So, and you may be asking yourself, you know, why, why did I have to leave? What got so heated that I had to leave? Did I relapse? You know, did I have to to confess something? Um, no, that's not it. Uh, I'm, Still sexually pure. Uh, have not even so much as masturbated since October of 2005. So uh, it's just weird to say that, but that's the truth on, on a behavior basis level. The fighting the wars in my mind are, you know, this this ongoing battle. But it's not so much the sexual images running through my mind as much anymore what it really is 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 intimacy right like how to get inside my wife right without having my penis involved you understand what i'm saying and have her inside of me you know that kind of thing that's our new dance okay uh, we've been married here in March, at the end of this month, will be our 19th anniversary. I'm 39 years old. If you do the math, we we got married young. We got started young. My daughter's 18. Okay, love my wife. We are are working out our stuff. But for most of that time, I have been a manipulator. I have been a, you know, I've been a, a, a hiding, lying faking person and that's part of of breaking down religion and this kind of positive thinking 
thing that's going on out there. Just, you know, if you just think positive thoughts, Russ, why do you have to go into your the dirty stuff and your past and think about dark things and, and stuff like that? Why can't we just think about puppy dogs and ice cream and, and flowers? And, you know, why can't we just fill our, if we just fill our heads with good thoughts? Well, here's the problem with that. We're human, right? You're not perfect, and you're going to have conflict. You're going... Here's the deal. You're going to have conflict, especially if you're in a relationship. You will have conflict. You can think all the positive, fluffy things in your mind you want, but I'll tell you something. Tragedy is going to happen to you. If you're alive, you've either gone through tragedy or a tragedy's coming. All right? I mean, that's just part of life. And the tragedies that has happened in the past, if we don't unpack them, you know, it, it, and that is what's so destructive about that mindset. You know, there's whole religions that are based on just empty your mind and think happy thoughts and be tranquil and reach enlightenment and just choose not to be sad, you know. Even in Christianity, you're you're about as happy as you make up your mind to be and, and things like that. It's this positive thinking theology that just... It's just, it's faking it, basically. It's faking it. Because here's the deal. Your wounds that are inside of your heart, they have to, they have to bleed out. Time will not heal those wounds. Do you understand that? They fester. They fester over time. So if you're having a, a conflict in your marriage, if, you're, if you feel like you have to lie, like I have to lie about this because my spouse can't handle the truth, that kind of thing. You know, if you jump to conclusions about your spouse, like you, you know, I've done that. I'm like, I, I know where she's coming from. I know why she's thinking this. And, and the truth is I don't until I ask her, until we talk about it. I, I really don't. And then I have to accept that what she's telling me is really her heart, and it's really where she's coming from, and that's really where she's at. That we both have to do that, and that's that's a rhythm, that's a that's a dance, right? And that's what me and my wife are, are learning is our new dance, and we step on each other's feet, and it gets painful, and, and that's that's the the path we're going through now, learning that new dance, you know. How are we going to reach that harmony and that rhythm and and that music and letting it play through our hearts and our souls? So that's that's what we're doing now. That's what we're reaching for now. Purity of heart in relationship and unlocking the rhythm of conflict. Because if you're in a marriage, if you're in a relationship, even if with close friends, right, they will hurt you and you will hurt them. You're going to go through conflict because you're human, all right? Don't give me this religious, you know, we have enlightenment, so we're all happy, and we sit in a circle and hold hands. You know, that that's great for a little while, okay? But eventually your humanity kicks in. You can be emotionally naked and raw with people, but, you know, eventually you're going to pee all over yourself or them. It's just part of human nature. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. It's truth. That's real. I love my wife, and I'm after her. Dr. Block, I had him on the show, uh, he said something that's haunted me for a long time, and it was, uh, 
you know, doing this book review of, of this book where this guy has this affair and, you know, he goes into detail about having this affair with this woman and how great it is and how emotionally raw and naked they got together, you know, naked and unashamed, like the Bible said. And, you know, let's just do that, have that relationship like this and let's, let's go there and let's be this. And Dr. Block said he wrote it, he wrote it like a positive review of the book, but at the very end of, the, of his review of the book, he said, now imagine if this guy had the courage to do that with his wife. And, you know, those words haunted me, and they have been haunting me since. And I think that's part of sanctification is, is us being married, you know, chasing each other. The difficult thing about leaving is the, the longer you stay gone, the more your heart starts to get used to being alone. And I, I don't want to get there. Like I said in the previous show, you know, you don't you don't fall out of love. You let your heart get hard, and that's a that's an awful truth, you know, because it has to do with me and the decisions I make behind my eyes. And understanding that reality in and of itself can be a certain kind of enlightenment for you, right? Kind of like Morpheus said in The Matrix, I don't know how this is going to end. And I'm I'm going to tell you this as your as your Morpheus, okay? I I don't know how this is going to end for you, but I do know how it's going to begin. I do know how it's going to begin. It's going to begin by you unpacking your heart. It's going to begin by you repenting of sin, which means entering into recovery, learning that desire isn't bad. All right, desire is not a bad thing. God gave you desire. Go after your spouse with that sexual desire. It's a desire for intimacy underneath the surface, fleshy desire for an orgasm. There's there's a deeper thing under that. It's a good, God-given desire. That's how it's going to begin. To unpacking how that desire is good. So, you know, that's where we're at. We're moving forward. We're uh, going to continue counseling. We're getting plugged into church. And uh, this show, uh, I wanted to, you know, just kind of uh, tell you where I'm at. And uh, thank you for your prayers. So, it, it's funny. We, uh, it's a funny little story. I'll let you into a little bit of my surface identity here. We bought an RV back in... Uh, back in August of last year with some of the insurance money that we had left over from the fire. It was a really awesome Craigslist find. I don't know if you know who Craigslist is. The rest of the world, but here in the United States, pretty popular, like, uh, classified ad type of website where you can post, you know, stuff you're selling and stuff like that. And It's pretty cool. I got a friend of mine that works for a, uh, a company called Auto Trader, which is like one of these, uh, you know, buy and sell car magazines. Yeah, they don't like Craigslist much, but uh, <laughs> so goes technology. Keeps moving forward. But anyway, we got this uh, motor home for like twenty five hundred bucks on Craigslist. You know, really good deal. Actually, it was twenty six hundred. The guy gave me a hundred back because the water pump didn't work, so I had to put a water pump in it. But the the, the drivetrain is great. The engine's great. It's got seventy seven thousand miles on it. Runs like awesome. You know, uh, the 
drivetrain is awesome. The guy put a, a new carburetor, like a high-performance carburetor on it, and he put uh, a high-performance uh, transmission cooling system on it, and yeah, we got a killer deal on the thing. Um, the inside has water damage, like it rained really hard, and it, they just didn't cover the roof, and it leaked really bad on the inside, so the roof's all ripply and stuff. We had to kind of clean it up and clean up some of the moisture damage, and there's still some dry rot inside. But, but yeah, it goes down the road. It doesn't look too bad, and it's pretty cool. I'll have to send you some pictures. I'll put some pictures on the website, some more pictures of me as well and, and the fam, too. But... Uh, yeah, I'm sitting there in the motorhome, and I did that show. I'm in this motorhome park, and, and uh, you know, just feeling lonely and stupid and feeling like, yeah, you know, what am I doing? And, and uh, just praying and, and crying and, and just at my feet with God and really searching my own soul about some things and, It's funny, I finished the show, and, and we, we put a, about five gallons of uh, Henry's, which is this, like, elastic roof cover stuff over it the last summer, and hoping that worked, right? But you just never know with an old motorhome like that. So I'm sitting there, and it starts pouring rain. Not more than a half hour after I finished the last show, and I'm going, uh-oh, you know. <laughs> it's a little prayer right there. Hopefully this roof held up, you know. I had my computer in there and some other stuff, and... Like, oh, man. But it did. Didn't leak. Didn't leak on the top, anyway. It might have leaked on the wall a little bit, but... That's where I was at. I, uh... You know, just that's where I was at. And, anyways, I wanted to, uh... Talk about the two-dog battle. I've taped, uh... Titled this show... Two-dog battle... Uh... Reloaded. I was going to put 2.0, you know, like the upgrade of the two-dog battle, which is what it is, an upgrade of this old, uh, I think it's an Indian proverb. I've heard it's got Chinese roots, that it originally came from China, but from what I've heard and what I've learned, it's uh, it's an American Indian proverb. So I'll read it to you again as I've spent about four hours rewriting it on Saturday when I was uh, spending some time alone in my thoughts. Because I think the story is important. Um, at the same time, we need to really unpack what the two dog story means and and who we are in light of it. You know, I, I had an email, a listener email, a while back, and and he said, "How come you took the two dog uh, two dog story off the website?" And I said, "And at the time, I, from what I was going through with uh, really unpacking my sexual abuse, I." I said, you know, I, I had to get my two dogs in a room together and have them talk it out. So that's kind of where I was at at the time, and that's not really what the two-dog story is about, but uh, that's how I felt at the time. Like, I really had to take a good, hard look at my my dog, my, uh, my evil, dark-side dog, and figure him out. You know, why was he there? And why did he continue to do and bite and scratch and like he did? And why did he uh, continue to fight for me to stay alone? You know? Excuse me, that was a distraction right there. For my ADD brethren out there, I apologize for that. 
Speaking of ADD, there's another uh, podcast I'm putting on the website. It's called ADD Church. Kind of cool. I like it. Uh, a friend of mine sent it to me. Another uh, brother in the ADD battle. So, but I'm learning. I'm as I'm growing. I'm finding that the ADD as well is losing its its grip on me. Its stranglehold on my my soul as well. So there I go, getting distracted. And uh, but I had to dis- I had to explain that that bell going off. Right, that's a distraction in and of itself. Right there. So back, uh, I digress there. Back to the subject, the two dog battle. You ready? Here you go. Hold on, a second. Here's some tune for you. People like a rock that falls into a pool, it leaves the rain that grows. What kind of legacy will I leave behind that leads to peace? rock and roll band down in Orange County. Uh, I know I've played that song before, but I'm playing it again because I like it that much. The ripple effect. You will leave a ripple effect today. That's the truth. Uh, Go to the website ASI247.org Click on the music tab and you can see uh, the bands and stuff I've played on the show. I'll play that song in its entirety here at the end of the show. It's a pod safe tune, so I uh, do have permission to play the whole song, and uh, awesome tune, you can click on uh, click on there, you can download the tune, buy it, check out the website, check out the band, but the ripple effect, uh, the ripple effect is what the story I'm about to read is about, it's about appetite as well. Could say it's about economy, but economy is what you use to feed your appetite. I'll try and get into that, but let's focus on uh, focusing on appetite. Here is the the story. If you're a longtime listener to the show, you've heard the story before. But this is a uh, upgrade. All right, this is a reloaded version of the story, as I've said before. Anyway, here it goes. The chief was sitting at the edge of the village, obviously in deep thought. He sat there for hours and hours, seemingly unmoving. The tribe was beginning to get worried and restless, but nobody wanted to disturb him. An elder eventually got up the courage and walked over. Chief, he asked, what's going on? You look so troubled. The chief just sat there, and the elder thought that he had not heard. Finally, the chief spoke. He said, You know, it's like there's two dogs fighting inside of me all the time. A dog of glowing light and beauty, and a dog of fire and smoke. The dog 
of fire is not glowing with light, but with life-choking smoke and consuming fire. He is mean, irritable, and angry. He is fighting for me to stay isolated. His venomous bites fill me with anger and resentment like things will never get better. He wounds my sense of being with self-righteous or self-destructive pride. His blows have me feeling fearful, anxious, judgmental, and spiritually disconnected. The dog of glowing light is fighting for me to shine light from the inside. As he bites into the fire and smoke dog, I'm brought to live fearlessly outside myself with love, passion, and kindness. I feel his bite sinking into me like good pain when I go the extra mile or when I push through fear. He slashes at the smoke and fire dog with forgiveness, grace, and hope for the future. This dog shines bright. He is the me that longs to live with purpose. This dog is my God-given soul, my authentic self, my essence. My creativity flows from here, as does my intuition, faith, and sense of connection and compassion. The mystery of the glowing light dog has me reaching to know more about the depths of a vibrant, real, unconditional love and spiritual connection. Behind these eyes is a battle. The fire and smoke dog is constantly fighting the glowing light dog. The elder looked at the chief and said quietly, Chief, so which dog wins? He sat quietly for a moment and replied, The dog I feed wins. And that's the, uh, the two-dog story. And it sheds some light on, on appetite, doesn't it? What's really important... What am I feeding? Which side's going to win? The one I feed. Not making a choice is a choice in and of itself. It's another thing that Dr. Block said. He said that, uh, you know, just staying the same and letting things be the way they are is like just emotional termites in your relationship that just kind of eat away at the foundation of love itself and why you married that person in the first place. It happens over time. So, whether it's our relationships, our work, our whole life, choosing not to stay alone, choosing to feed the dog of glowing light, And that's my action step for you this week is to uh, go to the website and print that up. I'm going to put it on the website, a PDF file. And I encourage you to, to print that up, put it on your fridge or put it in a frame, get a document frame. It's a cheap gift idea too. Print it up, put it in a document frame, hang it you know, someplace where you can see it. 
rate it often. It's about choice. We have to choose to have a relationship with God. We have to choose to heal. And that's the truth. My name's Russ. Please send me your email. Uh, I'm going to go into some of the stories soon. I, I, um, I want you to understand, too, you know, I've had people say, oh, I don't want to bother you with this, or I hope I'm not, you know, bugging you with this, or I apologize for this letter if I'm venting, and, and don't, please don't apologize for that. I, I, I encourage you. To, uh, to send me email and not to, to think that I, you know you're overflowing you're filling me up I mean I I'm gonna handle the work and I do read that stuff and I'll get back to you as soon as I can I, I can't promise you I'll get back to you you know with some big long uh, inspirational email some of the stuff I've, I've written ash is, is because I can bring it to everyone and because the uh, ash's voice echoes, what a lot of people feel. So, I encourage your email. It's, uh, again, russ at asi247.org. The website is asi247.org. If you want to uh, check out uh, the website, download this uh, two-dog story as revised and upgraded by myself. I encourage you to do that. And remember that life is 20% the stuff that's happened to you and 80% what you decide to do about it. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.
is a ripple effect. 